Welcome, Mavs Nation, to another episode of Mavs Cast, the Sports Ethos Dallas Mavericks podcast. This is your host again, Hovkasayan, on Twitter at H-O-V-O-K-Y-O-S, on show Twitter at Ethos Mavs. Be sure to give us a follow. And coming here tonight, right after the Mavericks loss on the road to the New Orleans Pelicans, the shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans, um... Yeah, really, really tough loss. Uh, not something that I don't think many people in the NBA world uh, were expecting, uh, considering the Mavericks were without their stars, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, uh, and as well as their their defensive dynamo, Herb Jones. Uh, so that's three starters down for the Pelicans. Uh, yeah, it's... Really disappointing loss. Uh, Pelican shot really, really extremely well this game. Um, 53% from three-point in this game, but really not many excuses here uh, for the Mavericks to come out and lose this game. Uh, the Mavs themselves were without Tim Hardaway Jr. in this game. Uh, he had some foot soreness. Uh, this was... Uh, reportedly not related to uh, to the foot injury that kept him out for the latter part of last year. Uh, but it sort of popped up. Uh, I think yesterday was one of the reports came out that he has soreness in his foot and he might miss this game. So um, no Bertans or Frank Nilakina either for the Mavericks in this game. And, uh, you know, the... The regular starting lineup, though, for the Mavs was there. Christian Wood was there. Maxi Kleba was playing. Uh, Josh Green was playing, as well as the new acquisition, uh, Faku Campazzo, um, in his first uh, Dallas Mavericks experience. Um, yeah, so a rotation of nine players for the Mavs lost to largely, you know, a core of young players for the Pelicans. They started. Um, you know, the usual C.J. McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas, but uh, they brought in uh, Jose Alvarado off the bench uh, into the starting lineup, as well as Trey Murphy, a second-year three-point shooter, um, as well as Najee Marshall. Um, They ended up playing a nine-man rotation as well. Um, Got a lot of Dyson Daniels minutes here, 22 of them, in fact. Um, The very normally inefficient Devontae Graham um, as well as Larry Nance Jr. who's playing backup center for them Um, actually dad Jackson Hayes here too Um, actually didn't know he was healthy again Uh, he got uh, 13 minutes for the Pelicans as well but you know against this lineup uh, really not something we want to see from the Mavs so what happened in this game uh, Pelicans just came out on fire at the start, they came up to, from what I remember, a 13-point lead uh, in the first quarter. It might have been a little bit higher than that at some point. But we saw Luca play the entire first quarter, as you know we've seen uh, with this sort of rotation that that kid's been running. Uh, you know, playing Spencer alongside Luca for the first six or seven minutes. Uh, taking Spencer out, keeping Luca in for the for the entire first quarter, and then 
starting the second quarter with uh, with Spencer. So talk a little bit about that. But one thing we saw is limited minutes from Treville, uh actually even lower than what we had seen, you know, the previous two outings, which was already low. Um, only 12 minutes for Travail. He actually played four minutes into the third quarter, and then uh, Kid took him out. He actually... He had some pretty terrible plays, but he actually had a couple good good plays as well um, on the boards. He had decent post-up defense on a couple plays against Valanciunas. Um, Valanciunas got called for an offensive foul on one of the plays where the crowd thought that it was a, a foul on um, on Javel. Uh, but then, you know, pretty much right after that, Javel got taken out. He really has very little offensive game to provide to the Mavs. Um, it's not like setting really hard screens or anything like that. He does get offensive boards and some putbacks and, of course, some of the lobs. But outside of that, it's like you can't really feed him in the post. He, it, it, It's the JaVale McGee experience, right? On some days or in some plays, you'll see the potential of this man for when he first entered the league, the athleticism, the length, um, and all that, right? You see flashes of it here and there. And this is why, you know, he plays limited minutes even after, uh, you know, what is it, $5 million contract uh, per year that that the Mavs gave him and promised him a starting spot. But uh, starting spot is really where it sort of starts and ends. Um, which avail here. Um, so it's something that we had been wondering all off season. Are they really expecting to, to play JaVale heavy minutes as their starter? Or is this sort of, they got him in here, promised him a starting spot. And that's sort of where it ends, which is fine. Like, I think this is perfectly fine how they're doing it. You're going to have some games like this with JaVale, um, just kind of, like bad fouls that should not be fouls. And he only had one foul in this game, but not just fouls, but sort of mistakes, right? Or or not being consistent, I'll put it that way, um, where normally he should get this rebound. Normally he should be able to make this layup and things like that that just don't happen uh, for Jamil. So if you look at the box score, he wasn't, he wasn't like that terrible. He went three for five. He had no turnovers. He had one foul, but he really wasn't, wasn't contributing much to this team in a game where the Mavs were down uh, significantly at, at multiple points in this game. So really couldn't get on the floor in that case, which is fine. Like JaVale is going to be more of a situational player. Give him his 10 minutes front loaded more towards the first quarter. Um, and then, you know, in the closing lineups, he's, he's not going to see it right now. Speaking of the closing lineup. So, what happened in this game is uh, the Mavs came back, right? They closed the lead. They took their own lead, um, five points. Maybe it was more than that at some point, but I remember five-point lead. Um, Pelicans closed it back, uh, particularly when Lucas was resting. Um, but then um, but then it became a neck-and-neck game, right? Towards the end of the fourth quarter, uh, the last few minutes of the game, Christian Wood... Um, was out of the game 
for much of that fourth quarter. After he was subbed out early on in the fourth quarter, he was out until I believe it was a minute 20 left in the game when they brought him back in. Uh, it was Maxi in as the only big uh, up to that point, which, you know, is fine. But I think where the weak link in the Mavs was at that point was Spencer Dinwiddie. And I'm not saying the Mavs should close with the lineup always of, you know, Christian Wood and Maxi Kleba and no Spencer Dinwiddie. But in this game, I think um, Spencer didn't really contribute much to either the offensive or defensive end. I think Jason Kidd should have put Wood in earlier, even in place of Kleba. But I think more so what I would have liked to see is both Kleba and Wood um, and try it out without Spencer. And I think he might start to try things like that. It's a long season. Uh, You know, Mavs should still make the playoffs. I don't want to say like too easily, right? But Mavs should comfortably at least, you know, be a play-in team, right? Regardless of, um, you know, the one and two start, of course, and some of the worrying things that we've seen um, in terms of letting go of leads, right? But, you know, I, I think this season, Jason Kidd's going to have to try a bunch of different things and see how it goes and sort of make changes, um, be open to making changes, but also, you know, be open to uh, to leaving those new things that you're trying, leaving those in for significant amount of time, right? So try it out. Try to see, you know, front load maybe Spencer's minutes a little bit more. Um, but no, in general, like definitely want to see more from Spencer. And I was fully, fully aware that, you know, Spencer might start the season out this way. Um, you know, ev- everyone's talking about, okay, Mavs have two ball handlers now who's a third, but there's still a question mark on do we really have two very solid ball handlers, right? Because if you're going to have only two, uh, you need both of them to be solid because we're talking Luca's not playing, Luca's on the bench, Luca's, you know, taking a backseat maybe to to preserve some energy. Um, Spencer's really got to be on top of his game, and he hasn't been to, to start this season. Now, his shooting numbers were were not bad actually today. He went eight for fifteen and four of eight from three. But in terms of generating the offense, um, the offense was really really stagnant um, without Luca on the floor, and that includes with uh, Faku uh, Campazzo getting some of the reps. Um, really, their half court sets were kind of going late into the shot clock a ton of the time. Um, way too much for, for my liking. Um, Faku was only one for four. He did drill a three. His first basket as Mav was a corner three off an assist. And he had two assists, but he had a couple steals. Um, and you know, when he gets a steal or when the Mavs get a defensive rebound and outlet it to Faku, he pushes the floor and that's where his value really comes. Um, he really gets the team running. He's fast quick himself and quick decision maker as well so um fast break bucket like you're driving that through faku and um 
yeah, he's a defensive liability in a lot of aspects, especially if he gets, you know, switched onto a big in the post. But other times you just completely forget that he's a defensive liability because of his um, really, um, really wonderful um, um, way that he plays passing lanes, right? And he's just a pest on people, um, sort of in like a Jose Alvarado sort of mold. So I still think he has value, um, you know, as a, as a backup point guard on this team. But, you know, we're going to have to see it improve in bits and pieces as the season goes on. We're not going to see it right away. But also, you know, you got to be ready if, if that experiment is not working. Um, you know, they're going to have Frank Nilakina healthy at some point. Um, maybe you got to try that out some more. But it's pretty clear Josh Green is not going to be a ball hunter, nor should he have been. Um, he was playing small forward when... The Mavs had um, a point guard, either Spencer or Luca, um, and playing Faku alongside, so that you know two guards in, um, and that Josh Green and a small forward, basically playing the Tim Hardaway Jr. role. So normally, what we had seen before uh, Faku was allowed to to play for the team uh, because of his work visa, and while Tim Hardaway Jr. was healthy. What we had seen was Josh Green be the shooting guard and Tim Hardaway be the small forward. So we saw that shift up a bit. So it would be interesting to see when when Tim gets healthy what happens there. Because Tim is certainly going to go right back into the rotation. Does that either push Josh Green back down to shooting guard? Does that remove Faku from the lineup? Or does Jason Kidd still want to see what what Faku provides? See how he develops and, and... you know, develops his chemistry with this team and does that push Josh Green out of the rotation, right? So those are all going to be interesting things to see because when I look at the minutes here, I see Luca with 36. That's not going to change. I see Doe and Reggie with 35 minutes apiece. That should not change. You know, maybe a couple minutes less for Reggie, um, but that's going to go to Tim, right? That Those aren't minutes that are going to go to the Josh Green, I would expect. Um especially in a 10-man rotation, because then that means Josh Green's only getting a few minutes in total, right? Five, six, seven minutes. I don't really see that happening. Spencer had 38 minutes in this game. I don't know. Uh, I look at the box where I look at the numbers, and he had a good offensive game, but um, I think think I'm going to have to look back at some more of what happened in this game and how he generated those points, because from what I was seeing, this offense was was really, really bad without Luka um, outside of Christian Wood in terms of what they can generate. Now, Spencer is still really good at driving and kicking, um, but sometimes it's it's just not there, right? And when that's not there and he's, when he's not hitting his, uh, his spot-up shots, like the Mavs are in trouble, right? And I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of an overreaction too, because Tim Hardaway Jr. is not here either, and he's he's another scorer on this team. But the Mavs are going to have to win games like this when they're shorthanded. The team in front of them was obviously a lot more shorthanded than them. So, um, talking a little bit about what the Pelicans uh, did today. Um, Najee Marshall was sort of a pest on defense against Luca. Um, really bothered him at, at some points. Now, 
we saw a lot of double and triple teams from the Grizzlies uh, last game, and of course we you know we remember what happened against the Grizzlies in that game with the with the Mavs just dominating them from the start of the game to the end. But um, the Pelicans, Willie Green actually you know had them you know stop double teaming Luca in the second or third quarter. So Luca started off with six assists in the first quarter. He stayed at six assists until the fourth quarter. Now, of course, he plays 12 minutes straight off the bat in the first quarter. He doesn't play as much in the second and third quarters. But uh, it was a deliberate strategy in the minutes that Luka was in that game, Um, basically not allowing him to get open shots for his teammates. Now, Luka had to drive in himself and, you know, got dinged up a couple times in this game right before halftime. seemed to tweak his ankle, limped off, uh, came back in without any um, any sort of effects. Uh, in the third quarter, I believe it was, he went up for a shot, got knocked to the ground, um, landed what seemed like pretty hard on his back. It seemed like he may have even hit his head back on the hardwood. Um, didn't look like he did that, but he did hit his elbow and kind of hit his funny bone, caused him to miss at least one of those free throws is um, what I would expect, but looked like a pretty bad fall. Um, there was another point in this game too where where Luca started limping off. So basically, it was a physical game, right? Um, you even had Jose Alvarado try to do one of his sneaky steals after a defensive rebound when he hides and sneaks up on someone. But one of Luca's teammates, I forget um, who it actually was, but was just yelling at him like top of his lungs, yelling at him that you know to watch out for Jose and. Uh, you know, Luca realized it, you know, kept the ball away from him and took like a step or two before walking. And, and, uh, Jose was like pleading to the ref for, uh, for traveling and the crowd started booing. Um, of course the crowd wants to see Jose get that steal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at this, this Pelicans team, you had Trey Murphy, eight of eight from the field, a popular waiver wire pickup in, in fantasy basketball for his three point shooting ability. Um, especially with Brandon Ingram out. Um, he went four for four from three. Um, he got 22 points in this game, right? That's one of the things that killed the Mavs. Um, Najee Marshall himself went six for nine. He didn't knock down any threes, but very efficient across the board. Six of nine for Najee Marshall, eight of eight for Trey Murphy, five of nine for Valanciunas, um, six of eight for Jose Alvarado, and five of six from Larry Nance Jr., Dyson Daniels got some minutes in this game, 22 of them. He went four or five. So ton of efficient players for the Mavs uh, today. They want 58% from the field. Um, and actually, I gave the wrong number on the three-point percent um, for the Pelicans. They only had 44%, which is still a very high number. Um, now, C.J. McCollum was inefficient, 6 of 20. But he did distribute the ball a ton, 11 assists, right, and generated a lot of offense for this team uh the Mavs were getting killed on the boards um at certain points in this game um no one really on the Pelicans got a ton of rebounds but just a total team effort here by the Pelicans um let's see in the fourth quarter when Luca came back in the game um for the first few possessions of that quarter he didn't touch the ball for for a couple possessions there and the the team was completely stagnant on offense he was guarded by Najee Marshall as I mentioned 
um, they're sort of going one-on-one. They're sort of covering everyone on the team evenly. But Luka wasn't really fighting out to to get the ball, right? He was taking more of a backseat. He saw it wasn't working out. So what he did was uh, he started fighting away, you know, getting screens and get the ball off screens. Um, he got multiple switches onto Larry Nance. So they would bring Larry Nance out, who was playing at the center at that time when Valanciunas is not in the game, um, taking it to the rim against him um, pretty successfully. But even, you know, when he was taking outside shots, it allowed uh, Maxi to uh, get the rebound over a, sm- a smaller player because the Pelicans were, uh, you know, bringing Larry Nance out to, to guard the switch. So that sort of recovered some of it for the Mavs and kept it a very close game going down to the end. But as I mentioned, no Christian Wood when the offense is stagnant. And that was certainly a defensive decision uh, by Kidd. But, I mean, what I saw here from Dinwiddie was, for example, you would see Trey Murphy, with how hot he is uh, shooting, particularly from the outside in this entire game, um, you know, switching across the baseline from one corner to the other. And... Spencer is just like lost, right? Like not even looking at him and he's just sneaking over across the baseline to the other side. Spencer notices it instead of, you know, running to follow him. I don't know if this is the call on the scheme, but, you know, he just keeps pointing at Maxi to, to cover the other corner to basically switch. Um, and what that did was allow the Pelicans to, uh, to basically dish it out Um and, and keep Kleba honest in that corner and away from the key. And then they were able to drive it in on that position into um, into Spencer in the key, which is not who you want guarding the paint, and basically exploit that, right? So if, if Spencer just is alert on defense, and even when he's not alert, even when he realizes if he follows, which it looked like Maxi was expecting Spencer to follow and the two switching sides instead of switching defensive assignments, Maxi would have been able to guard the paint. There wouldn't be easy buckets in that paint. So that's a little bit of what I'm talking about here. Um, and offensively, I can't say that Spencer's offering too much more than Christian would in that scenario. So that would be what I would like to see going forward. So. I'm not saying it's necessarily going to work out because Wood clearly has his defensive lapses as well. But just something that, you know, a- another thing for for Jason Kidd to, to try. And maybe try this against some of the worst teams or try it in, you know, in, in moments where it's not a close game, right? Um, so, yeah, that's some of what I'd want to see. But Wood... Had 20 points by the third quarter. Again, another incredible third quarter from Christian Wood, who ended up with 23 points in 29 minutes, 29 and a half minutes. He went 8 for 10 uh, from field goal. 3 for 3, perfect 3 for free from, from the three-point line. And he sunk 4 out of his 6 free throws. So this guy is just... He's special. He's a steal. He's better for this team than Jalen Brunson overall. It's it's my 
opinion and um you know you know what more can i say he's he's got to get more minutes so he's basically approaching 30 minutes in this game so his minutes did go up um he's very key for when luca's not in the game luca i mean wood is is more key to the mavs when luca's not on the floor than spencer is and you know some of what we saw in the fourth quarter um late when wood was not in the game a lot of double teams on luca in that situation um spencer wasn't able to either hit shots or generate offense at that point um and then it was up to to Reggie Bullock, you know, at some points to um, to either take the shot, you know, drive the lane, attack the closeout, and you know that's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to count on that. Um, you had like Faku taking step back threes from like five feet off the three point line at some points. You had like four straight turnovers at some point. Um, yeah, like the the keys to this offense are. Luca obviously and Christian Wood and then Spencer Dinwiddie. That that's my opinion. So for me, seeing Christian Wood come in with less than two minutes left for Maxi Kleba, it sort of tells me that that Jason Kidd was, I guess, like had had a change of heart and tried to salvage the game at the end of the game. Maybe maybe we see a change uh, coming for future games and he puts would in earlier right because of something that he realized towards the end of the game now in the last possessions in this game uh what was it like 15 seconds left or so there's a defensive rebound after a missed shot from the pelicans and uh the mavs were down by three they don't call a timeout they had at least one timeout left uh, maybe even two but luca sort of took it kind of slow like a fast jog not like a sprint but if you're not taking a timeout in that situation when it was like nine minutes and you're still in the backcourt um you know i would i would expect to go faster right so he sort of drove it all the way across across the court to the rim for an easy basket looked like the pelicans let him have that um and at that point it was four seconds left um mavs were still down by one um you know after a layup down down three um they fell Devontae Graham, who sunk only one shot in, right? And then that leads to, you know, losing some seconds off the clock there uh, on the missed second free throw. Um, they call a timeout there and basically leads to another attempted buzzer beater by Luca. you know, falling up back, fade away, uh, three-point buzzer beater when they're down by two at that point. Um and it failed to go down, right? So can't have games keep coming down to this. Now, obviously, Luca's going to hit some of those shots at the end of the game. But I I thought it was a little interesting. It's like, take that shot when it was nine seconds left, right? Call that timeout. Call that play. Take that shot there. You're down three. That three would have taken it into overtime instead of sort of doing it the other way around. Um, but yeah some of the disappointing things here in that game next game is against the nets um be interesting to see how the mavs play um ben simmons um ben simmons has been playing more of like a power forward center sort of role for them on offense 
surely Ben's going to be guarding Luka in this game. Uh, I don't expect to see many double teams on Luka um, uh, because they have Ben Simmons and they've basically, you know, that's his value now as, as, as a lockdown defender. He's still pretty good at it, but I think if Luka sort of plays some games with him and, and you know, kind of gets him to, uh, to be frustrated, um, he could easily foul him out because Ben's been in a lot of foul trouble so far this season. Um, John Morant did his, you know, like walk the dog, wasting time um, in the last game against the Nets and actually wasted a lot of time off the clock there. It's, you know, when they inbound the ball, they roll the ball and basically the clock, the game clock keeps running, but not the shot clock yet until the offensive player uh, picks the ball up. So it was just wasting time like that. Ben gets frustrated. Um, eventually, Ja picks up the ball, but he just holds it in his hand, and he like turns around to the coaches as if you know he's like he doesn't see it. He basically baits Ben into um, into trying to steal the ball, and he turns around, runs into him, and, and gets Ben to get the last foul to get fouled out of the game. Now, if Luca can do things like that, um, you know. Just do it. Like, we might see Seth Curry's first minutes in this game, so it might be more of a shooting lineup that, that the Nets decide to go with uh, if they do want two shooters. Um, depends if they keep Royce O'Neal in as a start in that game or maybe play him alongside um, a Joe Harris or, or a Seth Curry. Uh, it'll be interesting what they see with their bigs, what they do with their bigs. Um, uh, Nicholas Claxton's been playing pretty well, but the Mavs are a smaller lineup um, than most anyway. So actually another thing that they might end up doing is have Ben Simmons on Christian Wood instead um, and see how that goes. Um, but I, I think either way, the Mavs are going to be fine. Um, let's get the Bang Bros, you know, to give Kyrie and, and Durant some trouble. Um, you know, get back to 500 with this game. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for now. Um, Talk to you guys after the next game.